Bill O'Reilly here. It is Wednesday, June 12th, 2019. You are listening to the O'Reilly Update, and here's what's happening across our nation. Joe Biden makes one of the biggest campaign promises in history. Bernie Sanders says no one will be able to avoid his new health care plan. A Christian baker in Colorado facing a third lawsuit for so-called discrimination. The FBI descends on the Dominican Republic after the mysterious deaths of American tourists. John Stewart eviscerates Congress for failing to support 9-11 first responders. Also coming up, my message of the day about John Stewart. But first, to the very early campaign trail. Joe Biden made a huge campaign promise in Iowa Tuesday, saying his administration will cure cancer should he win the 2020 election. I promise you, he said, if I'm elected president, we're going to cure cancer. Bernie Sanders making a different kind of promise on the campaign trail. The Vermont senator confirmed this week that no one in America will be able to opt out of his $32 trillion health care plan. Sanders said the new program will be structured like Social Security. You get what you get. A baker in Colorado facing his third discrimination lawsuit for refusing to bake a cake, he says violates his religious beliefs. Masterpiece cake shop owner Jack Phillips made national headlines in 2018 when the Supreme Court decided he could legally deny service to a same-sex wedding. The new suit wants Phillips to bake a cake celebrating a customer's, quote, gender transition. Phillips says no. The FBI in the Dominican Republic, after another American tourist mysteriously died on the island, the number of U.S. deaths stands at six in less than 12 months. Experts believe a harmful pesticide used to treat ant infestations at luxury resorts could be killing the tourists. But DR is a dicey place, at least in my opinion. Back to Washington, D.C., where comedian John Stewart criticized members of Congress for failing to support the 9-11 first responders, the heroes, many sick with cancer caused by the terror attacks, traveled to Washington, where they were met with a nearly empty room in the House of Representatives as many lawmakers skipped the hearing. Stewart called the situation shameful and a stain on the institution. More on John Stewart's comments coming up in my message of the day. We have all been reading about the exodus of some Americans from the heavily taxed areas of our country to states that embrace personal freedom, small government, and lower taxes. Now, if you are thinking of voting with your feet, you need to check out realestateagentsitrust.com. At realestateagentsitrust.com, they have a great agent where you currently live who will help you sell your home quickly and for top dollar. They also have the best agents where you want to move. So they'll work on your behalf to find you a great home and be your advocate so you can buy without the stress, worry, and travel of buying remotely. All the agents have been heavily vetted for their past performance and are, like you, fans of this program. They also are waiting to welcome you into their communities and help you find your dream home. So get moving with realestateagentsitrust.com. That's realestateagentsitrust.com. 
You are listening to the O'Reilly Update, and here is the message of the day. John Stewart is a, a liberal man who loves his country. I've known him for years. Together we raise millions of dollars for charity by doing a show on the net that actually crashed because so many people wanted to see it. Now, John Stewart has retired from the comedy show he hosted for many years and has devoted himself to helping 9-11 responders who became ill after that terrible day. Stewart has petitioned the federal government to extend their health care benefits because some of them are fighting cancer and are running up medical bills that are bankrupting their families. So John Stewart traveled to Washington yesterday, bringing some of the 9-11 responders who are ill with him to testify in front of the House Judiciary Committee. That's Nadler. Well, most of the Congress people did not show up for the hearing, insulting John Stewart and the 9-11 responders. Stewart was angry. As I sit here today, I can't help but think what an incredible metaphor this room is for the entire process that getting health care and benefits for 9-11 first responders has come to. Behind me, a filled room of 9-11 first responders, and in front of me, a nearly empty Congress. Now, when you step back from this, it is not surprising that John Stewart and the 9-11 responders were snubbed by the Congress people. For years, Congress, the Senate, the House, even the presidents that have held office have not been proactive in helping our military people who fight the war on terror or the 9-11 people who got hurt. You may know that I have raised tens of millions of dollars for the independencefund.org. That organization buys high-tech wheelchairs for the most gravely wounded military people, people who fought in Iraq, in Afghanistan, around the world against Islamic fanatics. Now, when I first got involved with this, I said, well, why isn't the federal government paying for the track chairs? That's what they call them. Why does private money have to be raised to give the military people mobility? And actually, it gives them their lives back because they acquire independence through the chair because the chair goes everywhere and they don't have to have their families push them around and they can do activities and it raises their psychological profile. But no, the federal government wouldn't do anything. Zero wouldn't match the funds that I raise for the independencefund.org organization, wouldn't do anything. So now John Stewart's running into the same problem. He wants benefits for 9-11 responders extended. It's not that much money. And the Congress people don't show up to hear the stories? It's simply outrageous. So John Stewart is a patriot. The federal government is not doing its duty to those who protect us. And this situation should change. I am outraged. For more news and analysis, please check out BillOReilly.com, where we do the no-spin news every weeknight at 7 p.m. Eastern. We'll be back with something you might not know right after this. 
China and Mexico trade wars can have an impact on inflation and weaken the U.S. dollar. That's why many Americans are deciding to protect their cash by investing in gold. I recommend that you contact the Hartford Gold Group to learn more. To get you started, the Hartford Gold Group will gift a free silver coin to all of my radio listeners. If you are listening right now, you can get this free coin from the Hartford Gold Group. No purchase necessary. All you have to do is give them a call. 877-444-GOLD-GOLD. 877-444-GOLD. So, call them today to claim your free coin, available for a limited time only. The number, 877-444-4653. 877-444-4653. Call now. Now the O'Reilly Update brings you something you might not know. Perhaps the most used word in the world is okay. Every language says it the same way. Every person on the planet knows what it means. But few know where okay came from. Shakespeare didn't know the word, nor did the Romans or the Greeks, experts in language. Nope. OK started right here in the USA with Andrew Jackson, a crusty guy who actually killed a man in a duel. Re-elected president in 1833, Jackson chose Secretary of State Martin Van Buren as vice president. Van Buren was a career politician from Old Kinderhook, New York, near Albany. He was known as the Little Magician because he could get things done when others could not. He was also very short, 5'6". Anyway, Jackson liked Van Buren because the little guy pretty much agreed with everything Jackson said. Yes, sir, Mr. President, right you are. He was a 19th century Ed McMahon. In fact, Martin's obsequiousness, how's that for the word of the day, made him a running joke in Washington. The D.C. Swamp people began referring to him as Old Kinderhook, which was shortened to, you guessed it, okay. The word evolution was, when you agree, as Martin Van Buren always did with Jackson, you say, okay. As in, are you okay with that? It is strange and incredible that the most used word in the world comes to us from Martin Van Buren, who eventually became the first president who was born an American citizen when he took office in 1837. All the other presidents were born overseas or not American citizens. Unfortunately, Marty was a bad president. Another nickname was then placed upon him, Martin Van Ruin because the U.S. economy collapsed on his watch. Then-Congressman Davy Crockett summed Van Buren up by saying he is as opposite to General Jackson as dung is to a diamond. Okay, right back. A few weeks ago, we announced our first ever cruise through history taking place next spring. This is more than your average pleasure cruise. Yes, there's going to be great Italian food and plenty of time to bask in the Mediterranean sun. But we're also going to take you back in time to the foundations of our faith, our freedom, and human progress. There are four options available on the cruise, but basically we'll begin in Venice, 
then sail the eastern Mediterranean, visiting Croatia, Greece, and Israel. While there, you'll walk where Jesus and the prophets walked, guided every step of the way. I'll be there. So will my pal Glenn Beck. Two of us will be doing a couple of shows together, one while at sea, the other in Israel. Also joining us, David Barton, Rabbi Lapin, and Stu. We would love for you to share this experience as we cruise through history together. Please visit ComeSailAway.com to learn more. That's ComeSailAway.com for all the details. And that is the O'Reilly Update. Again, please check out BillOReilly.com for more commentary. And please consider my book, Killing the SS, makes a great Father's Day gift.